Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Sorry, folks, I got away from my microphone there. All right, welcome to Think Again, our topic discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Uh, each week we talk to you about issues, excuse me, I want to welcome, I don't know, I think we lost the, uh, the plug that this thing's supposed to go into. <laughs> oh. We're going to try a different mic. Okay, I gotta get this thing on. There we go. Technology, we love technology. Thank you. So, welcome to Think Again, our top discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Today's program, of course, is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. There's so many things I wanted to talk about, but I didn't get a chance to listen to our president's uh, 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 what is it, uh, Mount Rushmore uh, address, his rally in uh, uh, South Dakota. But when I read the reports on it this morning, he spoke about, <laughs> I can't believe it, he, he spoke about racist-oriented uh, whites. Uh, uh, well, he didn't say it that way. He spoke about uh, these people that he claimed were disaffected uh, uh, Americans. But he was really speaking, when he says disaffected Americans, what are they disaffected about? What's being done to them? Is anybody taking any money from them? Is anybody uh, attacking them on the streets? Is anybody picking them up for walking down the street and making them put their hands up on a wall and patting them down? Is anybody shooting them unarmed uh, in the streets? What is it that these people are disaffected about? Is anybody taking any job opportunities away from uh, these people? Where are they disaffected? They're not disaffected. These are people who have a white supremacist worldview. They see the world, the United States as slipping into becoming a country ruled or dominated by a majority minority population in this country, and they don't want to see that occur. They think that if the country falls into that uh, 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 status of being a majority minority country, that it's going to somehow uh, eliminate their ability to have ascendancy for them to be the most predominant uh, uh, or dominant group uh, within the United States, that their ability, their ability to be, be the ones who control uh, the government states and who those policies benefit in the United States. That's what they're concerned about. They're not disaffected. That's a lie. And we should stop allowing people to keep claiming that. The claim that the Black Lives Matter movement is trying to wipe out our history is just speciously bizarre. How is, uh, why, how is the Black Lives Matter movement saying 
that black lives matter just as much as anybody else's lives matter. In fact, if all lives mattered in this country, if that was the policy of the vast majority of the people in this country, there would never have been a black lives matter movement in the first place. The reason why we people talk about black lives matter is because when a black life is snuffed out by somebody uh, uh, murdering an unarmed person, uh, 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 somebody murdering a person who is not in a position to resist, when that occurs, then the establishment that does it, they concoct a story that doesn't make any sense, that has no basis in reality to cover what they did, and the entire apparatus of the uh, criminal justice system seems to back those people up. The only reason why you're seeing any traction on this Black Lives Matter uh, movement is because people keep coming up with videotapes showing uh, the uh, the criminal behavior of people. And even with people being videotaped, like uh, Eric Garner in New York City, they videotaped him being suffocated out of his life. And the entire apparatus of the United States still sponsored or, or still supported uh, the, the uh, police who carried out uh, this assault leading to the death of Eric Garner. The only reason why you see the uh, traction in this uh, Black Lives Matter movement today is because people saw this uh, Derek Chauvin police officer literally kneeling on the neck of a man who was on his stomach with his hands tied behind his back, three other police officers literally sitting on this man's back, the man choking to death, saying he can't breathe, and the man who's kneeling on his neck with his hand in his pocket, just as casual, clearly not in danger or, or, or worried about any kind of danger to himself, and smirks in the camera of a uh, 17-year-old girl who was uh, 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 videoing him uh, with her cell phone. He smirks at her. And when people saw that, it crashed into their minds that this is what these African people have been talking about all this time. Every time something like this occurs, the police come up with some story that rationalizes that they were, uh, 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 the police officer felt that he was in danger, his life was in danger, and that's why he did what he did. Well, they couldn't make that story uh, uh, work in this case. And that's the reason why you see so many people now buying in that there is something wrong with the police establishment in this country. To turn that into an assertion that these people are thugs, that they're anarchists, that they're trying to wipe out our history, whose history is being wiped out? Now we're talking about uh, people trying to bring down this commemoration of a Confederate uh, 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 personages, you know, these Jefferson Davis type people, these uh, Robert E. Lee uh, uh, type people and so on. How is it that uh, how, how, how is it that taking down statues to people who were traitors uh, to the United States, how is that uh, somehow a denigration of U.S. history? Our history is not uh, 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 learned by making people who were animist, uh, 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 horrible uh, uh, people, traitorous people, making them heroes. That's not our history. They were not heroes to the United States. They may have been heroes to the people in the South that were trying to preserve uh, uh, enslavement of other people as an institution that they could count on that, that may be a hero to them. 
But that's not a hero to the United States. That's not what the United States supposedly is about. Unless what you're really saying is that slavery would have been okay if the uh, southern states had not left or attempted to leave the Union. It's really important that we get this straight uh, in our heads. We hear people talking about, uh, you hear Donald Trump talking about the American people. Who are the American people that he's talking about? When he says the American people, he's clearly not talking about Native American people whose land he invaded uh, against their uh, request when they said that you can't come down this road in our land. They have a right to do that. And yet the police came and uh, uh, forced these Native Americans to give up their rights over their own land. That, that's what was really going on in South Dakota. Uh, he's clearly not talking about African people uh, and so on. So I just wanted to get that straight. But I want to speak to the other side of this issue. Uh, San Francisco, somebody spoke last week. I think it was uh, Rambo Jim. He said that there was a uh, incident where the uh, statue of General Ulysses S. Grant was being torn down. I told you I would look that up, and he was right. Uh, an article by uh, Sue Kim in MS, msnnews.com on June 20th uh, speaks to this issue. The protesters in San Francisco, and I hope I got a couple of minutes to be able to, I got two minutes to be able to get this to you. Uh, protesters in San Francisco, California, toppled a statue of Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant, the 18th president of the United States, who led the Union Army during the Civil War among uh, other monuments at Golden State or Golden Gate Park uh, uh, this past Friday. Uh, this happened on Juneteenth. Uh, 400 protesters were reported uh, at the scene. No arrests were made. The statues also of Junipero Sierra, the first saint of the Roman Catholic Church, to be canonized in the United States, and a statue of Francis Scott Key, the author of the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner, were also torn down uh, in the park. Grant, who was believed to have owned a slave before the start of the Civil War, helped to end slavery by leading the Union Army uh, excuse me, leading the Union Army of the North. Uh, Sean Kane wrote an article talking about back in 1848, Grant married into a slave-owning family condemned by his abolitionist father. Grant uh, was said to have owned a 35-year-old enslaved person named William Jones, but Grant gave that individual his freedom in 1859, uh, three years before the, uh, uh, the Civil War. Uh, Grant did have an, an ambivalent stance towards slavery. He said, I was never an abolitionist. He said that he was never, uh, he was not someone who could even be called anti-slavery. And all of that is true. However, uh, as Kane uh, wrote about uh, Grant, he said, but Grant's wartime experiences showed him that it was morally and practically indefensible and that African-Americans would not only make strong allies in defeating the Confederates, but respected citizens in the reunited nation that was to follow. Uh, as the 18th president of the United States, he was an advocate and a defender of freedmen's uh, newly acquired rights. Uh, he wrote, uh, as time passes, people even in the South will begin to wonder how it was possible that their ancestors ever fought for or justified institutions which acknowledged the right uh, of property in a man. I want to provide an alternative view to those people that think that this was okay to do. Should every statue be taken down commemorating anyone who, who once owned enslaved people? That, uh, that's what is taking place in San Francisco right now and spreading to other places around the country. The Black Lives Matter movement is becoming entranced with a racial purity movement. 
Lincoln was not an abolitionist. At most, he was an American colonist, believing that the solution to American slavery was to return all African people to the west shores of Africa. Uh, Lincoln never believed that African people should be included in the phrase, all men are created equal. Uh, so should statues of the great emancipator be torn down. Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, Alexander Stevens. Alexander Stevens was the, the vice president of the, of the Confederate States. Jefferson Davis was the president. Uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest and other similar people were traitors who waged war against the United States. It is despicable that an insult and, and an insult to the blood sacrifices of every person who fought on the side of the Union. However, if one were a racist, as Grant Grant's slave-owning history attest, fought to preserve the United States, would one would be memorializing him for leadership and sacrifice to preserve the country, not for those dishonored racial views. To deny the memorialization of Grant's leadership that preserved the nation would be an insult to the sacrifices of the millions of people uh, who fought to preserve the nation. Alabama Governor George Wallace was the most racist human being I'd ever met. Yet he remained loyal to the United States of America. In his later years, following a near-fatal assassination attempt, he changed his views and became a proponent of integration. Where do we draw the line? Let's try to get this straight. So let's get our, our callers on. We've got three callers up. So we've got Tony, we've got John, and we've got Kevin. Let's get Tony on first. Tony, how are you doing out there? Oh, I'm uh, excited. This week is my birthday week, so I get older every time I look at this week. So I'm, you know, I'm going to celebrate by doing what I always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're in the same same uh, space as my great grandmother. Her birthday was July fourth. Yeah, well, I'm the eighth. But anyway, last night you you the first line of the president's uh, speech to the people was, "We caught the person that tried to take and topple the statue of Jackson." Now, unbeknownst to anybody, he signed an executive order that says that the persons who attempt to deface these monuments can be fined up to $10,000. Yep. And that is incredible yep. for an opening line. But I was very disappointed last night. I I expected more from him. I, I wanted to see the troops marching down Pennsylvania Avenue. I wanted to see the tanks and the missiles go coming down as they should have been, as he wanted for his inauguration. As he did last I year. To, <laughs> I, I wanted to see they. I wanted to see us explode an atomic bomb. So he could tell us we had one. Mm. I wanted to see all of this, but I got nothing <laughs> from this whole episode. Isn't that something? Well, you did get several thousand people out here with no masks on, you know, telling yeah. people that they signed on with the Confederacy as oh, the history oh, of the oh, United you States. Got, you, you should remember now that this lady named Garfunkel, I think her name is, she works in the, for the Pentagon or somewhere. Uh, no, she's, 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 she's a friend of the son. She's the sorry friend of the son. Right. The she's the girlfriend of, the of Eric. Right. Yeah, and she, she's her boyfriend. Right. That's what they said last night. Right. And she got COVID-19. Yep. There are going to be a lot of people getting COVID-19. After, after hanging out in Tulsa, she comes back from Tulsa with COVID-19. Yeah, but here's what you said. As did people several Secret up. Service agents. Yeah, well, but that's, that's, that's fast news. The real news is that the COVID-19, according to Dr. Gupta, who was on TV yesterday, mm -hmm. has changed. Has changed. It is now attacking the kidneys, 
more than the lungs. Mm -hmm. And it has changed in its way of spreading. More people will be getting it. Uh, you, you know that on the local radio, they're questioning the fact that they don't believe 130,000 people have been killed by the virus. Yep. I was gonna. I I tried to call, but they they couldn't put me on. That's the that's the Donald gonna, Trump methodology. Is when it, when you're confronted by facts that you don't like, then just lie about the facts. Yeah, well, that's what we how late we've known that for three and a half years. Yep. I mean, what 12, 12, 12 or thirteen thousand lies? What's one more? Doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, I look, think it's over 20,000 lies, but, but, yeah, but who's, who's counting? <laughs> yeah, here's something else. That statue in front of the White House should be torn down because Andrew Jackson's pledge to exterminate the Indians, yep. that was part of his biography. Yep. Quote, I want to exterminate the Indians because they're occupying territory that belongs to us, the United States. Right. And that, so if you if you can't extrapolate that, you got a problem. Now, I want in the Constitution to be changed. I want the part of Article uh, Article Two on the president to read. I, the president must be thirty five years of age, but he also must be able to take a reading and writing <laughs> spelling test because this man can't read. And by the way, I said it on radio yesterday that on February 27th, he had the TV again that said that there was the Soviet Union putting a $100,000 bounty on our soldiers. Right. I thought that was too little. It should have been 150000 mm. at least. I mean, if you're going to kill somebody, make it, make it higher. But this president, by the way, couldn't pass a fifth-grade math course or a fifth-grade reading test. The reality is this is a lazy man. How can you be the president? You can't read. This is a lazy man. It's not that he can't read. He just doesn't bother to read. It's too much work for him to actually read the presidential daily uh, briefings. As you know that, that Bill Clinton did, that Barack Obama did, even uh, George W. Bush, who's always accused of not being terribly smart, he read the presidential daily briefings every single day himself and then listened to the oral arguments about it. Yeah, well, the thing is, is they, the White House came up with a finger. And because the, all the agencies couldn't uh, agree, there, he didn't have to read it, basically. Right. Well, that isn't part of intelligence. Intelligence is something that the president has to look at, and it will contain things that may not be uh, uh, totally corroborated right. by every agency. It's out there. And the last thing I have to say is, did you notice last week that John never called after I called him out about never not seeing things negative to Trump? Remember I said yep, that last yep, right? But he'll he probably he'll, he'll be on today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will be, but he still probably won't see anything that we all see. In other words, he closes his eyes to those things he doesn't want to see. And you know who he reminds me of? Hmm. Donald Trump. There you go. 
All right, Tony, we're going to take our, our first break, and then we'll get back. We've got John, and then we'll get Kevin on. If you all stick with us, uh, we'll see you on Saturday the break here on the 4th of July. Uh, excuse me. See you on the Saturday the break. Uh, I think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. With the Radio.com app, you can always listen to this station anytime, anywhere. But there's so much more. Like exclusive music channels to get more of what you're listening for. Like smoking Oldies, Flashback Alt, Final Tap, Nashville Legends, and Reggae Nation. All streaming 24-7, 365. And all just a click away. Listen to what you want, when you want. Radio.com on your desktop or download the free app now. A better tomorrow starts today with Wendy's Breakfast. A tomorrow that says bacon, not bacant. Where fresh eggs rain like opportunity, honey butter goodness is spread, and the frosty is chinoed. At Wendy's, we don't ask what tomorrow holds, but rather, what will you hold tomorrow? Will it be the breakfast baconator or the honey butter chicken biscuit? No matter what you choose, tomorrow's looking good. At participating U.S. Wendy's. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN It's the greatest dereliction of duty in the history of the country by anybody charged with a position of responsibility, let alone a president of the United States. And Lawrence, I just want to take everybody through the process when somebody who wears the cloth of the nation is killed in action serving America. Their body or parts of it will be collected and taken to a morgue. The body will never be unaccompanied. Uh, the body or parts will be put into a body bag. Ice will be filled. The body will be placed into an aluminum casket. The casket will be draped in the cloth of the nation, the American flag, the blue stars at the head. Body will never be unaccompanied. It'll be carried on to a military aircraft past a honor guard standing at attention and saluting. 
flown home to the United States, to Dover, Delaware. The family will be waiting to receive the body of a fallen American hero. The military escort will stay with the body all the way through to the end to burial. Three rifle volleys will crack the air after taps is played. Casca is lowered into the ground. And I suppose it's at that moment where a Russian intelligence officer will bring the bag of cash to the Afghan warlord for the blood money for the dead American. Donald Trump knew about it. He salutes our Marines as he gets on a Marine One every day. He salutes our Air Force personnel as he gets on Air Force One. He went to West Point and he saluted the young officers back. I don't know how he can conceivably look any of them in the eye, given the magnitude of the betrayal. But after he was briefed, after he found out about the contracts on American soldiers, what he did about it was he decreased our troop strength in Germany, acquiescing to a Russian demand and giving them a win. He demanded that Russia rejoin the G7. So there's been no punishment. And for the first time in the history of the country, and we've had incompetent presidents and dumb presidents and dishonest presidents, but we've never had a faithless president. We've never had a president who is faithless to his oath and refuses to defend the country from an attack by a hostile foreign power, whether it's a attack on the lives of our military or an attack on our election process, which so many hundreds of thousands of Americans have died to preserve and protect. It's a shameful, shameful, despicable hour in the history of the American presidency and in all of his desecrations and degradations of his office. This is the most severe, it's the most scandalous, and it's to shock the conscience of every American. I mean, I listened to, uh, right, right, I listened to Schmidt last night when he said that, and those words are just as piercing now as they were uh, when he said them last night. And I just want people to remember that the presidential briefing is not just to the president of the United States. The person who is most responsible for taking up the issues that are presented in the presidential briefing is the director of national intelligence. That's the former CIA director of this country, who is now the director of national intelligence, Mike Pompeo, who's always blustering and acting like he's, you know, the big guy and he's saying all the righteous, you know, powerful things. But he's the one who heard this intelligence and did nothing about it. I just want that to be clear. So let me get John on, then we'll get Kevin on. John, how are you doing out there in Lockport? Hi, Nathan. Happy Fourth of July. Same to you. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, Trump is so stupid. He, I mean, you know what he said at that uh, meeting last night? He said he, he blamed all this on the far left-wing fascists, right. which is a contradiction. I mean, the fascists are far right. Exactly. I mean, he doesn't even realize But that. Trump just, always he, blames he you for what right. he's doing. He's that, that, that's right. Trump's, Trump's model is all the things, when, when Trump starts talking to you and, and, and accusing you of stuff, it's because it's what he's doing. 
And because right. he knows that he's doing it to get it off of him, he blames you and gets you on the defense trying to argue that you're not doing it. And then while you're doing that, you're not arguing that he is doing it. That's his, his, his way of going forward. There's a psychological term for that. I, 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 it's, it's called projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'd like to sidetrack for just a minute. Sure. Um, I, I really think that the most important thing Biden can do in the next few months is pick the right vice presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. And I, wanna, I just want to go over a few things about the American electorate. I think the American electorate is, electorate is not very intelligent. And I think this is proven by all you've got to go through a, a few of the, our former presidents and you say, how the heck did they ever get elected? <laughs> now, you look at, you look at uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, he was an actor, you know, attractive guy, had the gift of simple speech, uh, but he was a, he was a terrible president. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Bush, George Bush, George W. Bush, not smart at all. But people said, hey, he's a guy you could go and have a drink with at a bar. Mm-hmm. And, and so he looked, you know, to, to the American public, he looked like the kind of guy that was, you know, the, that you want to be president. And then, uh, then the American electric uh, voted for um, uh, Trump. And you see what's happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you, I think that's why I love Stacey Abrams. I think she's the smartest candidate that Trump or that Biden could pick. But it would be a disaster. And it's simply because of this. And now, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not, it's not me because I'd vote for her in a minute. Mm-hmm. People are, they, they are not smart. We don't have a smart electric. They look at her and they say she's heavy set. She's got a gap in her teeth. This is why I think I, my choice would be Susan Rice. Susan mm. Rice is extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. She worked closely with Biden and Obama for years. Mm-hmm. She's biracial, which could be symbolic. It's just like uh, Obama was. Mm-hmm. Um, she, has, uh, she has so many great qualities. Now, there's others that could, that could qualify as well. Bill Demings is very good, too. Mm-hmm. But, again, again, because the American electorate looks at stupid things and votes for them on stupid, for stupid reasons. Su- superficial uh, things, right. He has a southern accent. Mm-hmm. That might not be as attractive. Kamala Harris, I think, though, would be the next best choice. She she speaks well. She's tough. And uh, I, I, any of those, actually, in, in order, I would take Susan Rice first, Kamala Harris second, and Vail Demings third. And I'd love to include Stacey Abrams because I think, it, unfortunately, people don't always vote. I mean, when we had Abel Harriman vote, uh, running against uh Eisenhower. I mean, he, he intelligence-wise, he was head and shoulders above uh, Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I mean, like, like there's so many candidates that were put aside uh, because they liked this other guy for some other crazy reason, and that's how we ended up with with uh, Reagan, Bush, and, and uh, Trump. So again, you've got to have somebody that's attractive enough for the the, the general populace. And uh, as I said. Uh, 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 Susan Rice has all those qualities, I think. I agree. I think she would be extraordinary. I, I mean, I, I'm a fan of uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren as well. I think that she's as smart as you can possibly be. And, and she but, cannot even be considered because if she loses her, as I always said, it doesn't matter who wins presidency if you don't get the Senate. you got to so, win the Senate, right. And, and if, she, if she becomes right. the vice president, the Republican governor of Massachusetts will pick a Republican senator, and our case is lost in the Senate. Yep. I agree. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. I'll see you next week. Let's grab, let's 
grab Ke- Kevin and Pendleton. Kevin, how you doing out there? Oh, I'll need in here. I'm not too happy, man. What's the matter? Good, no. What happened? Donald Trump embarrassed you in uh in, in South Dakota? Oh, oh no, you weren't embarrassed. You thought that Donald Trump did a great job in South Dakota, didn't you? I know, because Joe Biden tell me I'm not black because I'm not voting for him. Anyway, can I give a shout out to my bro, John in Lockport? Please. Yeah, hey, John. Hey, hey. Uh, by the way, buddy, it's called electorate, right? You kept saying electric, you know? So before you start calling people stupid, stop making, you know, take. Well, it sounded like he said electorate to me. I, maybe it sounded like electric to you, but it sounded like electorate to me. So but we'll, we'll let you we'll let you get that off. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, man. Um, you know, it's rather, you know, humor, humorously ironic that the party of Jim Crow, the Ku Klux Klan, is accusing the party that freed the slaves that had the first black men. Because they're not the same parties, the party Kevin. We've had this conversation party. before. Yeah, okay, stop, right. well, stop, stop saying party. that propaganda. That's just outright sense. lying. Yeah. Okay. That's that outright lying. Stop saying that. We, I'm not going to allow that to occur. They are not the same party. The Republican Party that, that uh, Abraham Lincoln was the uh, uh, standard bearer for is not the Republican Party that we have right now. And the Democratic Party that uh, was the uh, 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 Dixie Party, the Southern Dixie Party uh, in 1950, is not the Democratic Party that we have right now. So stop saying that. Okay, well, it's not the same party. I'll agree to that extent from what I see going on in the Republican Party. Okay, so, okay, we better go from that from that, from that that level there with this situation. But, oh, by the way, um, but, you know, we've we, we got to stop using racism to fight uh, under the guise that you're fighting racism and, you, and racism is being used by someone over there to, you know, to just... I, I'm not to, following to your, 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 your reasoning. No, ho, 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 I, just, I just need to understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're claiming that racism is being to you, being used for that it should not be being used for? Well, I'll give you an example. You said earlier on, you said Trump supporters are not being assaulted. Why are these people being, you know, then you're saying that are the money being taken The Trump away? people claim that they are representing disaffected mm-hmm. whites. Mm-hmm. My position is explain to me what these disaffected whites are being disaffected of. Do you know what the word disaffected means? It means something is being taken away from you, that you're being pushed to the side, that you're being marginalized, that you're being pushed down. How can you describe these people running around the United States with Glocks and AR-15s shouting white power, sitting here trying to support police that murder people on television, people who are the ones who benefit from these various uh, 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 loan programs and the African and brown people who also supposedly should benefit from these programs are not. People are dying from uh, 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 diseases that seem to be focused on the the uh, job categories and, and living spaces that African and brown people live in. That's not being done uh, uh, deliberately and forcefully to these so-called disaffected white people. They don't get to use the word disaffected for them. They are people that are trying to take something from other people. They're not people that somebody's trying to take something from. They're the ones who are the takers. They're the ones who are trying to marginalize other people. And if you could be honest with yourself, Kevin, they're trying to marginalize you. If they had you in the lens of their guns, they would have you on the ground and have their knee on your neck as well. You are kidding yourself if you think that that's not true because you say these conservative things. Uh, so the disaffected um, whites that he is talking about. They are, are the not the disaffected. 
They are whites, but they are not disaffected. That's a different. If anybody's disaffected, it's the black and brown people are being denied the right to vote. It's the black and brown people that can't get a decent school to go to. It's the black and brown people that can't get a small business loan. It's the black and brown people who are being denied mortgages. It's the black and brown people who are being pulled over on the street for literally walking down the street with a bottle of a a can of Arizona iced tea and some twizzles in their hands. Those are the people that are being disaffected. Not the people who are doing that to them. They're not the ones who are being disaffected. They're the ones who are doing the disaffecting of other people. Stop, no. stop saying things that are patently not true. I'm okay with you having a different opinion, but don't say things that are patently just not true. Uh, well, I could just finish my sentence that the disaffected people are not the, the white people that you're speaking about. The disaffected ones are not the ones carrying the Glocks and the AR-15s. They are not. They are the ones who, for example, you know, by the way, the the, 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 the statues that you talk about being torn down, like, um, you know, um, Henry Clay and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, reconciliation took, you know, took care of that because, you remember, the Civil War was considered, has been been, um, described as brother against brother okay so the fact is reconciliation was supposed to take care of that and listen you can't take away the fact that these were americans themselves whether they had owned slaves or not okay (laughs) listen 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 alexander hamilton was an american was he not Mm -hmm. he was a traitor was he not Mm -hmm. yeah so he doesn't get honored as a hero of the United States because he was a traitor. The fact that you know his name, the fact that he has some paragraphs in the history book that remember who this man was, doesn't make him heroic. It just means that people remember the traitorous behavior that this man engaged in, the treason that he engaged in against this country. The people that you just talked about, the Jefferson Davises, uh, uh, the, the Robert E. Lees and so on, these people were traitors. They don't get heroic treatment in the country. They get remembered, but they get remembered as traitors. George Wallace is remembered as a racist. Now, I give him credit that over the last few years of his life, he changed the way that he, at least the way he publicly talked, and he supported integration uh, in that time period. Lester Maddox, all these people, you know, the uh, the Jim Crow monsters, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, the, the, the David Dukes, you know, these, these Sheriff Arpaio type people, these are monsters. These are people who are devoted, racist, and criminal people. That's who they are. They're the ones who are doing the marginalizing of other people. It's not other people marginalizing them. They're the ones doing the marginalizing to other people. And that's how they should be remembered. So when you talk about you know, these other people and whatnot. This is not race and reconciliation. That's not what this is about. The Civil War was a war between the United States and states that actually uh, uh, engaged in insurrection against the United States. They were traitors. That's what they should be remembered as. I don't say that their names should be blotted out from history, but their names should be remembered for what they were as traitors. I know, Kevin, that's a little bit too much, you know, <laughs> for you to take. It's all right. Listen, uh, help me out a little bit. I think it's Ron in, in, uh, in Chitawaga. Am I, am I right? Oh, we got to take our first break. 
We'll, let's take our first break, our second break, and then we'll get Ron and Chicha Walk. If you all stick with us, we, we will see this out of the break. Here we think again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Yeah, we're all busy with important things to do. But don't forget, it's also important to laugh. Laughing keeps you sane. So for your sanity's sake, check out Comedy Now on Radio.com. After college, I moved into my own apartment. It's near where my parents live. It's across the hallway. Comedy Now plays nonstop stand-up comedy from the best comedians in America. I'll tell you what place I like on the plane is that little bathroom. It's like your own little apartment on the plane. Listen to Comedy Now anytime on radio.com on your desktop smart speakers or the free radio.com app all day every day this is buffalo's home for espn radio 50,000 watt espn 1520 oh beautiful far just want to quickly you know before we get away you know we had 50 plus thousand people or or, or come down with this corona infection in the last three days alone 50 plus thousand people when we had 35,000 people we closed the economy down 50,000 people were still talking about opening up more and more of the economy something strange you know was going on here I also want you to be clear Donald Trump, as he has been doing, as I predicted he would do, is going to be bragging that he and his wonderful self is the reason why the economy is smoking now. We got more jobs, you know, in in May and then more jobs in June in the same month in the history of the country. 
Keep in mind that in a span of, of 10 days from March 13th to March uh, uh, 23, we shut down 40% of the economy, 30% of the 163 million people working in this country lost their jobs. All you're seeing now is those people going back to the jobs that they had. Donald Trump doesn't get credit for that. If you want credit, make up the 48 million jobs that have been, that were lost and get us more jobs in that. You get credit for that. I just want to make sure we get that in there because this is crazy the way this is going on. Let me get Ron real quick in Chitawaga. Ron, how are you doing out there? Oh, not too bad. Um, okay, I have a little different. I think understanding when they talk about disaffection, okay, a lot of white people, white working class people, feel disaffected. And the reason they feel disaffected is, is some elements of truth to it. Is they saw their jobs outsourced overseas. They saw their wages stagnate. They saw a lot of things uh, that, that were different. I, I remember growing up that my cousins, none of them went to college. But if and back in the day, and this is part of the FDR, New Deal, it's Fair Deal, uh, Great Society stuff, if you came out of high school with a degree, all you needed, you, if you wanted to work hard, you went to a plant, got a job, joined a union, made money, blah, blah, blah. That's all gone bye-bye. Now, what the Republicans, particularly the right wing, have done, they managed, and, and it's also true, unfortunately, that it was for white people. During that time from the mid-30s to the mid-60s, most of the people benefiting from those benefits were white people. The right wing has cleverly, I think it's, I almost wonder, CIA involved in a conspiracy theory, whatever, psychologically, they managed to get white working class people to associate the segregation element of their upbringing, their good life or whatever, with their prosperity. As if uh, the fact that when black people and whatever knew their place, that somehow things were better for them directly because of that, Mm -hmm. not because of anything Roosevelt did or Kennedy or Johnson did, okay? And they managed to conflate that or get or get people to conflate that in their minds that somehow or another that in the good old days when black people knew their place and we had segregation white people had all this prosperity now it's gone and they managed to get white people or just a good number of them to blame directly blame blacks and hispanic people for their demise rather than the people that should be blaming which is the ruling class the, the billionaire class that orchestrated this whole thing and I think another thing that I, I have to say this, and I think some of the Democratic, corporate Democrat Clinton types have kind of contributed by emphasizing the identity politics over the class politics. Now, what I'm saying is uh, they seem to be saying, well, you know, we got to uh, make sure we uh, have special, that uh, 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 privilege, but special observance for non-white people because they've been oppressed. Of course, that's good insofar as it goes. But by emphasizing that over class, again, they play into the hands of the right wing who say, well, this party, they only care about minorities, they don't care about the white working class. I think that's, uh, Donald Trump is a master at manipulating this whole scenario. Well, I think, you know, that that's true. But it's it's true in, in, in the sense that the people that are claiming to be disaffected are the ones that were dis, disaffecting African and brown people to their benefit. Uh, in other words, when I was growing up, you couldn't get into these unions. The same people that are running around claiming that they're union supporters of civil rights and so on were the same ones that were trying to keep black people out of unions. When my grandfather moved up from 
uh, uh, Alabama, from Hughes, Alabama, and found his way to Buffalo. He got a job uh, at Bethlehem Steel, but he got a job sweeping metal shavings off the floor. He couldn't get a job to uh, roll bars. He couldn't get a job to grind. He couldn't get a job to be a bore or a lathe operator because they wouldn't let him have those jobs. He can only get a job as a sweeper and so on. So it's true that these uh, uh, Caucasian people feel that they're disaffected because they see their jobs being outsourced. But how do you feel? How, how does that make African people feel whose jobs were never insourced to them in the first place? They were the victims of out. They, they were double victims of, of, of victims of, of outsourcing. So th- that's that's the point that I'm making, that right. the people I, that I are trying to act like they're the injured people, they're the ones who've been doing the injuring of yeah, other people. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying what I'm saying is that that is why white people are feeling defective. You've got Fox News, the right wing radio that tells people, you know, in the good old days when everybody worked and we didn't have welfare and we didn't have this and we didn't have blah, 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 when they've got a lot of white people to believe that the advances that have been made by non-white people somehow led directly to their demise. Right. They see really it as a zero-sum It's a zero sum game. They, they think that yeah. if I got 100% of the marbles because I've been unfairly keeping the marbles, and then you start getting 10 marbles, that those 10 marbles come from my 100, and I only got 90. That's right. the way that they're looking at it. Yeah. I, I yes, get yes, that. that is, right. And that's orchestrated very cleverly by the right-wing media, and, by, and particularly by Trump. He, he plays that like a tune. Yep. So that's him. That's that's that that's the way he plays. Thanks, Ron. I gotta get three more calls in uh, in this this hour. Let me get. Uh, is it Donnie first? Yeah. Okay. Let me get Donnie Middleport Middleport first. Donnie, how are you doing out there? I'm good. I'm good. Um, this thing with Trump and uh, uh, Caucasian folks in America. Um, nobody ever admits the fact that uh, Caucasian people are the biggest enemy to Caucasian people. Their history is. Unbelievably brutal, unbelievable genocidal. Uh, I saw a, a documentary about the Soviet Union, about Stalin and even Lenin, and they fought a. I never heard of civil wars. They fought a four-year civil war from 1917 to 21 under Lenin. Mm-hmm. Stalin was his deputy. They killed 10 million people to make a point. Yep. When Stalin got in there, he killed more. And I don't understand why the uh, some people not not many, but people here, but in Europe want to embrace uh, communism, they're ferocious. They're right up there with Hitler. Then when Stalin came in, he killed like uh, 7 million people in the Ukraine. And that's not even mentioned like a genocide. So uh, they claim black-on-black crime, but uh, the, the greatest murders of Caucasian people are murder, uh, Caucasian By people. other, other Caucasian rapists. people. Right? That's a good the, point. The greatest Donnie. rapists, the molesters, the, 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 the uh, kidnapping of women and everything. And... They want to blame a number of people, and also, could they see the writing on the wall? Because China, China's coming up as a power. They've been here about five thousand years. China, China is a power. They're not coming up as a power. China is a power, and right now, China, China no longer believes that the United States is the number one power in the world. They think that they're the number one power. Yesterday, I couldn't believe the stuff the Chinese man manufactured. First, the stuff was junk. I walked in the store. I couldn't believe there's no way that you can make stuff like that in America, that precise. And the store was full of it, uh, electrical things, drills, yeah. you name it. it was be be careful about your Chinese like goods, though, because some of those things that, that you really depend on them to work right don't work right, especially on their medical, <laughs> their medical products, right? Be, don't, don't, don't buy the hype. Donnie, I got to run. I got to get two more calls in. Uh, let me get uh, 
Frank, first, let me get Frank in Niagara Falls, and we'll get other John. Frank, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan, you know, your take on Trump's job numbers was right on the money and made me think again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're hustling us. They're hustling us. Yes, they've got 7 million jobs that have been created in May and June, but we lost 45 million jobs, right? And he lost 45 million jobs in a 10-day period. It's taking you two months for you to get 7 million jobs back on the table. Even if you got 7 million jobs in July and 7 more million in, in August and 7 more million in September, it still wouldn't make up all of the 40, 48 million jobs you've already lost during the course of this time period. Why are they? I mean, the media, to me, are co-conspirators in this stuff because they keep allowing him to say things that are just not true, and they, they parrot it. They allow him to redefine reality the way that he wants to redefine it, and then they go along with it. There's no re- we're, we're poorly positioning American people to understand the truth when we allow him to act as if he's done something because 7 million of the 48 million jobs that he lost have come back over the past two months. That just should not be. Oh, the media. You know, they, they should bring back tar and feathering for the media. Run them out of town on a rail. Well, I wouldn't you know? do that, but I, w- I just need for them to say what's true. That's all. Just help us. Help us say what's true so that people don't wind up getting sucked into the Donald Trump, you know, hype and, 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 and uh, his hoax, you know, uh, 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 policies uh, going forward. Yeah, Nathan, you know, I, I want to know what kind of Americans pull guns. I'm concerned citizens. Yep exercising the constitutional rights to protest and demand accountability from an out-of-control police state and aristocratic indifference towards average people, which is exactly what's going on now. You know, and all those people using the commie label, they don't even realize that the rich guys are stealing or privatizing everything of value in America. They have no clue, you know, commie, commie, you know, gee. Wake up, read a book. Nathan, it's the 4th of July and I declare my independence from this sick status <laughs> establishment, predatory capitalist system that has devastated the working class and the middle classes. Uh, every poll, every poll running in 2020 shows without a doubt that Americans from all sides of the political spectrum favor progressive policy. Absolutely. Yet this wicked establishment wants to wants us to believe, you know, voters are moderates, you know, leaning conservative. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. This, right. this is a, this is the sickness that led the Democrats losing 2004, 2010, 2014, and 2016 election. Well, hopefully we'll be better in 2020. Frank, we got to run. Let me get other John, then we'll try to get Mark on. Other John, how you doing out there? Very well, Nathan. Very well. A couple of quick points for you. In 1933, the uh, depression-level unemployment was 24.9 percent. Wow. And Trump, Trump out-hoovered Herbie uh, when he when he took us over 25 percent unemployment. Wow. If you take the uh, 43 million jobs that were lost and put in over 158 million workers, mm-hmm. do the math. You'll see yep. what I'm talking yep. about. Yep. But uh, next uh, next morning you get to trying to defend the uh, Confederate uh, uh, statues that are being removed. Mm-hmm. Just ask them if maybe we should consider changing uh, old Camp Drum to Camp Mengele. 
<laughs> or, or maybe Himmler AFB. Exactly. Um, That's exactly how about, my how point. About Fort <laughs> you would never even consider the idea of having a statue of Mengel. He doesn't disappear from our history. That's why you and I know about him, because you read about it in the history. But we didn't have statues, you know, that were commemorating Mengel's, you know, uh, 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 experiments, you know, on, on human beings and so on. We didn't do that. Just nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. Thanks, thanks, John. I appreciate you, man. Let me grab Mark real quick and close the show. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Yes, sir. You know, uh, the, you're talking about corporate media. They set such a low bar for this guy mm-hmm. that putting a mask on would be a triumph. Right. But they're but they're 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 not talking about <laughs> the hundred and fifty thousand dead because of incompetence or treason and that's the that's that's it right there out and out treason out and out treason how can the president of the united states not react even if you just had somebody write you a note that said you know by the way i think the russians were paying the taliban you know uh, uh, bounties for shooting american he citizens if he puts a mask on but they're not talking about treason. Right. 150,000 dead because of incompetence yep. and lies. Yep. They got, and, 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 for, and for the one caller, they got you so bamboozled that you'll defend a knee on your neck. Yep. Yep. Uh, can you believe that? <laughs> how, did we not, how did we get into a position where I have to defend the idea of opposing somebody who would spend, who, who would take his knee and kneel on the neck of an American citizen with three other police officers sitting on the man's back. How, why do I have to defend myself for objecting to that? Why isn't that something that everybody objects to? They're starting, they're starting to uh, lull. So be careful, fo- folks. They're starting to lull you with these poll numbers. Yep. And uh, when you defend a knee on your own neck, there's something wrong. And I just want people to be real clear, you know, with this uh, 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 Taliban thing, you know, this this Russian bounty uh, uh, thing. We act like... Right, exactly. I mean, the fact that you did not... Mark, there has to be a recall provision put into our Constitution. We should be able to vote to recall somebody as, as incompetent and as irresponsible. No, a mask on the face. <laughs> make him wear, make him wear a mask. <laughs> this is just absolutely nuts. But thanks, Mark. I appreciate you. And you know, this is the Fourth of July. This is the day that we should be celebrating the ideal, even if we have not lived the ideals everywhere, every day throughout our history in our lives. It doesn't change the fact that the ideal is the ideal. We want to celebrate the ideal, put that in front of us, and try to keep all of us moving towards becoming what that ideal is. That's what the 4th of July has to be for all of us. Hopefully we can see that, we can feel that, and we can stand for that. We we'll look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think Again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.